Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. It is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are actually going to try something a little new. I've been told that I have some crazy stories. So I've done some homework and some research and a lot of wrangling around. And I kind of want to share my story with you. How I came into some of this music and some of the stories that each one of these tracks and artists kind of mean to me. So in order to do that, we have to go back to the very, very beginning, 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 beginning. I believe it was the fall, Christmas, winter holiday of 1990. Dr. Jazz here was in the sixth grade, had just begrudgingly started band. And I said, well, if I've got to be in band, then I want to play the cool instrument. I want to play the saxophone. Because I've heard saxophone on a bunch of TV shows. So I'm like, hey. I can play the cool instrument. Now, I had just gotten my first boombox. It was a little black boombox. It had a little flip-top CD tray. And this is back in the days when there were plenty of CD stores. We're talking about Camelot music, disc jockeys, Sam Goodies, etc., etc., etc. And the CDs were not in used bins. They were in these long cardboard boxes. Now, I only had about three or four CDs to my name, and they were not jazz. Let me just give you a little flavor of what was in good old Dr. Jazz's collection when he first started collecting CDs. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. And then there was... And of course, Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Ice, ice, baby. And then I had that one oldie but goodie. So you see, it was quite a mixed bag, uh, but mainly just bad stuff. You know what I mean? Of course, Ray Charles is good, but just saying. I don't know about the rest. And anyway, so that's all I really had in my collection. I was not an avid listener. It's just something you put on while you did something else, you know? And then that Christmas holiday, my grandmother surprised me with a CD, and it was a Jazz Best CD. And um, we're going to get into those stories. But, you know, I've got stories from uh, before I got to high school in my jazz journey, during high school, um, now, stories uh, from when I was at, um, when I first started college, my first college, and then when I transferred colleges, I've got stories from there, too. Um heartbreak, girlfriends, etc. 
Yeah. So, uh, how in the world am I going to organize all this stuff for y'all? Well, there's really only one answer to that. I guess it looks as if you're reorganizing your records. Yeah. Um, what is this, uh, chronological? No. Not alphabetical. Nope. What? Autobiographical. Autobiographical. So there you have it. We're going to do this autobiographical style. And we're just going to do a collection of stories for each episode and toss it out there and see what y'all think. You know, do you like the stories? Do you like it more with just music? So I'm looking to get a bite either way. If you hate it, let me know. If you love it, let me know. Once again, you can go to the Dr. Jazz Podcast and check these albums out. That's drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com. All right. <clears throat> so very first up, the very first two jazz tracks I ever heard in my entire life. And it changed my life forever. Like a sailor, 
Did our boy do something rash? Suki Tatrin, Jenny Diver, Laddie Lanyard, Sweet Lucy Brown, all the line fans on the right there. Now that my kid back in And then the very next track was... So that were that those two tracks, Louis Armstrong with Mac the Knife and Duke Ellington with Perdido, were the very first two jazz tracks I ever heard in my entire life. Now, if you're a kid who's only casually listening to Ray Charles or Vanilla Ice or MC Hammer or whatever, then that bullfrog voice that Louis had was something completely out of left field. And just how stylistic that instrument was. I mean, there were no instruments in CNC Music Factory or MC Hammer like that. There was no trumpets. So, it really took me back. And then you had all these, like, warm saxes, you know, with Duke Ellington's orchestra and that trumpet soaring through that, too. I'm like, what in the hell is this music? And it changed my life forever. 
So I continuously listened to this CD over and over and over again because I, I was digging on the vibes. It was totally different. It, I, I knew going into it that it was not going to be popular because none of my friends had certainly never heard of that shit. So I, 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 I don't know. I just totally delved into it. And then by the time school got out, um, well, and the reason actually that my grandmother gave me that CD is I said what's this when she gave it to me without even listening to it and she said well you just started band so if you're going to play a horn you might as well listen to real horn music because on that CD was like Glenn Miller and Benny Goodman and Artie Shaw and Harry James and Woody Herman and the Mills Brothers and the Andrews Sisters as well as Duke Ellington and Louis Armstrong and these were all musicians and bands from her era when she was coming up from the the 40s and such you know the world war ii era and um yeah so it's something that we totally related to and i'll get more into that but um it it all started with her and and not just an idea so call it divine intervention if you will but uh sure am grateful sure am grateful for that so by the time school got out, you know, it was summertime and, you know, you just stay up late, you know, and you're snacking and stuff like that. And you're playing video games, etc. And anyway, back then, uh, I was staying up late and watching AMC when there was an AMC and not a Turner movies classics or whatever. Anyway, AMC would play all these old, old movies, Humphrey Bogart movies which I liked anyway. Groucho Marx movies, Charlie Chaplin movies. And anyway, so one night during the summer, I catch this drumbeat thing. And it's like, what the hell is that? And it immediately put a spark in my entire body, in my entire being. And luckily... It was at the tail end of the movie, and they repeated movies back then. So, like, if you didn't catch it all through the first time, you just wait till the movie was over, and they'd play it again. So, this is the track I heard from that movie. We'll talk about it more in just a minute.
Okay, so that, of course, came from the Benny Goodman story starring Steve Allen and Donna Reed. But it actually had many, many famous musicians playing themselves in the movie. There was the real Teddy Wilson, the real Gene Krupa, the real Harry James, the real Teddy Wilson, the real Lionel Hampton. And it was... I don't, I don't know. It just absolutely moved me. And so when it repeated back, I saw all the movie. And it was so cool because I heard so much music I loved. But what I particularly loved, besides Sing Sing Sing, of course, and Gene Krupa just beating the hell out of the drums, was the small group stuff, the quartet stuff, the trio stuff that Benny Goodman did with Gene Krupa and Teddy Wilson and Lionel Hampton later. And it just, I don't know. There was just something magical and mystical. There was like a complete spell over me. And here's one of the tracks I love the most from that movie. And I continue to play even to this day on the clarinet.
of course, that was Memories of You, who they say that Benny, in the movie, he played to Alice, who was to become his, his wife. And it was just a romantic song, and it's just a beautiful melody that U.B. Blake wrote, and it became one of my all-time favorite songs. And so I started going on the hunt, on the hunt for for Benny Goodman stuff. So I can remember specifically, I was in middle school. We were going to some state contest thing where you're, it's all a high stress situation, you know, that we're supposed to play all these songs perfectly for these judges. And, you know, and then, you know, we only have like an hour to kill at a mall and they take all the kids to a food court and, you know, and all this other stuff. And everybody's worried about sight reading and make sure they got their reads and everything. I was trying to find the closest record store in the mall and see if they have any Benny Goodman. To me, I saw it as a free ride to like Birmingham, you know. <laughs> so, and luckily, I found in uh, a little bin, a little used bin, a cassette tape. Because luckily, my boombox not only played CDs on top, but it played cassette tapes on the side. High technology back then, <laughs> let me tell you. So, I found, out of all things, a Benny Goodman quartet tape for like a dollar a dollar and it led me to this song which is one of my all-time favorite songs called vibraphone blues with a vocal by none other than lionel hampton enjoy Yes. 
Midnight, Vibraphone Blues by the Benny Goodman Quartet, Benny Goodman on clarinet, Teddy Wilson on the piano, Gene Krupa on drums, and Lionel Hampton on vibraphone, and the vocals. So I absolutely said, man, if there's more magic like that, I've got to get on some search of this stuff. So I started asking my grandparents about Benny Goodman, and my mom noticed some interest. So she said, well, you know, if if, if you like the Benny Goodman story, you should check out the Glenn Miller story. I saw that years ago, you know, when I was a kid. And I said, what's the Glenn Miller? Who's Glenn Miller? So back then, you traveled to the Blockbuster video, and you rented a VHS. And we found a VHS of June Allison and Jimmy Stewart in the Glenn Miller story. And what I found was that there was a lot of similarities between the Glenn Miller story and the Benny Goodman story. There's a lot of real musicians that played themselves. So, you got to see, for instance, all the the members from the, the Glenn Miller you know band. And you also had... Cameos from folks like Gene Krupa, Cozy Cole, Louis Armstrong, and in fact, that was probably my favorite scene from the whole movie was when Glenn Miller and his wife got married and then they went down to this dive club for some gin and teacups and there was this little color wheel that would go blue, green, red, yellow and it was in this like, um, I want to say it was supposed to be Connie's Inn and Louis Armstrong was sitting there and he was playing one of the great numbers um, and we're going to get to that, that number, that exact number in just a minute but The whole premise of the movie was Glenn Miller trying to find his quote-unquote sound for his big band. And it really, it showed me right away, just in these two movies, how much hard work it takes to become a great instrumentalist, like a virtuoso, the way Benny Goodman was. And in the Glenn Miller story, how much hard work it takes to be an arranger and a band leader. So, one of my very favorite numbers from the Glenn Miller Orchestra and from that movie is when he finally found his quote-unquote sound. It was this beautiful harmonies in this very lushly chorded song called Moonlight Serenade.
that Louis Armstrong track from the Glenn Miller story. None other than Louis Armstrong singing the great Basin Street Blues.
Louis Armstrong with Basin Street Blues from the Glenn Miller story. So this, these two experiences, the Benny Goodman story and the Glenn Miller story, turned me on to trying to find whatever jazz movies I could find. I was new at this, but I knew that, hey, the TV and the movies seemed to be where a lot of this magic was at. So I started catching anything I could that had a big band in it. And I wound up watching Sweet and Lowdown, which is this movie with Benny Goodman and his group in it, and uh, Orchestra Wives with the Glenn Miller Orchestra featured in it, and Sun Valley Serenade, and all these these movies that just were popping up, you know. And I found a track that I loved very, very much. And... It's called Anawai and So Do You.
Such a gorgeous song. I know why and so do you. Featured, I believe, from Orchestra Wives. So either that one or Sun Valley Serenade. So... Anyway, so I continue to like try to scout out these movies, you know, and I'm when I whenever the family goes to the video store to like Blockbuster or whatever, you know, I'm trying to check these out in the old timey section, you know. I mean, you can imagine this like sixth, seventh grader, you know, in the old timey movie section trying to look for big bands. It's like, does this is this the one that has Glenn Miller and his orchestra in it? <laughs> so, um, but then. Uh, a movie came on AMC again that just absolutely floored me. When you don't think it can get any good, any better, you know, it, it, it gets even better. Because there was this movie called um, High Society. And what High Society is, is a musical take on the Philadelphia story, which is a classic movie with Jimmy Stewart. And High Society had Grace Kelly as the leading female actress, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, and Louis Armstrong, all in the same movie. So, and to boot, all of the music was written by none other than Cole Porter himself. So, the music is fantastic, the scenes are great, and there's just a load of great songs that I still love to this day. So here's a few of them for you. Enjoy. Just take that scenery floating by When I approach your new boat, road I We've been for years in variety Challenge Nickelback and now we're going to be in high, high So high society, high society I wanna play for my former pal. He runs the local jazz festival. His name is Dexter, and he's good news. But something kinda tells me that boy is nice in the blues. In high, high, high society, high society, high society, high, high, high society, high society. Got the blues cause his former wife Begins tomorrow a brand new life She started lately a new affair And now the silly chick is gonna marry a square Higher, so higher, so higher, so higher, so but brother Dexter, just trust your sat. Stop that wedding and kill that match. And toot my trumpet, just start the fun. And play in such a way that you'll come back to your son. And high, high, high society. In high. Bantes, 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 can you dig old Sashmo swinging in the beautiful high society?
Dear gentlefolk of Newport, or maybe I should say hats and cats, I want you to lend an ear because, uh, well, I want you to hear some really shimmering sharps and flats. For these cozy virtuosi, just about the greatest in the trade, are fixing to show you now precisely how, or approximately, jazz music is made. Well, you take some skins, jazz begins, and you take a bass. Man, now we're getting someplace. Take a box, one that rocks. Take a blue horn, New Orleans barn. Ah, you take a stick with a lick. Take a bone. Oh, hold the phone. Take a spot, cool and hot. Now you have jazz, 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 jazz. Little dancer. Oh, that's positively therapeutic. Now you have jazz, jazz, jazz. Messrs. Hall and Young. Said and Trumia. Now you has Messrs. Kyle and Shaw. At Billy Kyle. Marvel Shaw. Now you has Mr. Barrett Deans. To listen to, well, you know who. Say, hey, Pops, you, you want to grab a little of what's left here? Yeah, Daddy, yeah. Here we go. If you sail, I sail in sailing over the Oh, when you wait for me Take my tip, they're all molded hip in Italy Oh, well, I've reduced for France Oh, I know you're very big there Yes, believe it or not I do believe I do indeed The Frenchmen's all prefer what they call Lages High For me, now, take a plane Oh, Baba Dussat Go to Siam Baba In Bangkok today, round the clock Oh, well, they all like to jam Indians on the Amazon Beat one bar and all of them are Well, gone, man, gone From the equator up to the pole Everybody winging, everybody singing That rock, 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 rock and roll From the east to the west from the coast to the coast Jazz is king, jazz is the thing the folks dig Boom, 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 boom,
that's Jack. All right, both of those were from the feature film High Society. And I watched that so many times, I can't even tell you a number. It's that high. It's just a great film. It's an old-timey film. And the music is just superb and sublime. The musicians are great. I just, yeah. So, another movie came on. And and you could tell I watched a lot of movies that summer. And it was this movie called A Song is Born. And actually, that was another musical take on an older movie called Ball of Fire. I believe it was with... um, Cary Grant I think it was Cary Grant anyway this movie A Song is Born it actually starred Danny Kaye and he was a professor of music and I believe it was Virginia Mayo who was the female lead actress who did a wonderful job in this movie by the way but the real draw was that it had a bunch of big band leaders all throughout it so Louis Armstrong was in it, and Benny Goodman was in it, and Tommy Dorsey was in it, Charlie Barnett, let's see, Lionel Hampton, just a bunch of them, right? Tommy Dorsey, and just fantastic music all around. And so they decided to do this history of music on how a song was born, and they took the melody from um, the, the Anvil Chorus, so, or no, no, I'm sorry, not the Anvil Chorus. It was, uh, that was another part of the movie. It's Dvorak's um, New World Symphony. So, anyway, here is part one and part two from that movie, A Song Was Born. And you'll see why I got hooked on jazz. Well, the Mockingbird. 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 Oh, Mockingbird. The Lord looked down and he gave the word. And the angels put the song in the mockingbird When man was born, he liked what he heard And sang to the Lord with the mockingbird Singing, Lord, hear me Well, he sang to the Lord with the mockingbird Praise be And the good Lord liked everything he heard They took the tune and the words Right from the mockingbirds, that's how a song was born. And then a soft evening breeze hummed through the willow trees, that's how a song was born. The tinkling rain from the sky became a lullaby, and the blues must have come from a sigh. Two hearts beat in time Bluebells began to chime That's how a song was born They took a beat and made it ring They took a beat and brought it down the basin street Now we got it jumping Satchmo, get on that horn Let's hear, let's hear, let's hear how jazz was born One, two, three, four. They took a reed jungle beat, brought it to Basin String, 
That's how jazz was born And then someone played a wail All up and down the scale And that's how jazz was born They simply played what they liked As long as it would fit If it just had a beat, that was it And when a horn gave a scream They took it as a theme And that's how jazz was born shit it's just it swings so hard and it just gives you so much joy in, in your heart and in, in, in your soul there's, there's nothing else like it you know alright now you pair that with the fact that you're just watching TV and everything else like that you know what I mean then comes on this commercial for like fishing poles or fishing equipment and this is the song that they use? I'm like, hey, I know those guys. i tell you why I can't find you. Every time I go out to your place, you gone fishing. Ah, oh, you know. But there's a sign 
upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. <laughs> you ain't working anymore. It could be. There's your hole out in the sun where you left a row half done. You claim that hoeing uh, ain't no fun. But I can prove it. You ain't got no ambition. Gone fishing. By a shady, weighty pool. Shangri-La. Really la. <laughs> I'm wishing I could be that kind of fool. Shall I twist your arm? I'd say no more work for mine. Welcome to the club. On my door I'd hang a sign. Gone fishing. Instead of just a wishing. Papa Bing, I've stopped by your place a time or two lately, and you aren't home either. Well, I'm a busy man, Louie. I got a lot of big deals cooking. I was probably tied up at the studio. You aren't tied up, you dog. You're just playing old gone fishing. There's a sign upon your door. Pops, don't blab it around, will you? Gone fishing. Keep it shady. I got me a big one staked out. Ain't working anymore. I don't have to work. I got me a piece of Gary. Cows need milking in the barn. I have the twins on that detail. They each take a side. But you just don't give a darn. Give four bits of cow and hand lotion. You just never seem to learn. Man, you taught me. You ain't got no ambition. You're convincing. Gone fishing. Got your hound dog by your side. That's old Cindy Lou going with me. Gone fishing. Get away from me, boy, you're bothering me. Folks won't find us now because Mr. Satch and Mr. Cross, we gone fishing instead of just a wishing. Oh, yeah. There was something that was very remarkable and special, especially when you're that age, as young as I was, to watch a TV and have a commercial and go, I know that that's Louis Armstrong, and that's Bing Crosby. So then you go out and you try to find a CD or a tape with Gone Fishing. And this is how the hunt begins. So... We've got another movie that was on, and it, it was totally different, but it still had good music. And this one starred Fred Astaire, Red Skelton, and Vera Allen. And it was about two songwriters that came up during the Tin Pan Alley era, Bert Kalmar and Harry Ruby. And these guys wrote a whole host of tunes that I would later find out were covered by many jazz artists. Songs like Thinking of You, Nevertheless, Who's Sorry Now, and etc. So, I'm going to give you a, mel- a medley from the movie Three Little Words, the biopic on Kalmar and Ruby, and then follow that with my favorite tune that they ever wrote called Thinking of you. I wanna be in Tennessee in my Dixie paradise. 
An angel's voice I hear I mean my mammy dear Who's sorry now Sorry now, sorry now. I tried to warn you somehow. I wanna be loved by you, just you and nobody else but you. I wanna be loved by you alone. Why is it I spend the day? Wake up and end the day thinking of you. So long, ooh long, how long you going to roam? Please don't be too long, ooh long, so long, hurry back home.
purely gorgeous music from Kalmar and Ruby. And it's a great movie. You really should check out the movie if you're interested. Three little words. Next. My grandmother surprises me with some kind of VHS thing she found called a Big Band Bash. And it's almost like a series of videos, video shorts from all these different movies that feature different big bands. So, you know, there's this like clip from uh, Benny Goodman from Hollywood Hotel. And there's this clip of, you know, Artie Shaw with his band from Second Chorus with Fred Astaire and Paulette Goddard. All these things. And I'm like, this is amazing. So, I didn't know any of the name of the tracks. They wouldn't, there was no like bar line on the bottom of the screen to tell you what the hell was what. So, unfortunately, there was many of a weekly allowance wasted in search in vain of finding the same tunes that I was trying to, that were my favorites that I was trying to find from the, this video. So, two of my favorites here. I'm going to share with you. I finally, years later, found out what this track was by the Artie Shaw Orchestra. And it was Alone Together.
Artie Shaw alone together. And at that point in time, I knew that I had a sincere interest in learning the clarinet in addition to the saxophone. But not before I wasn't completely blown away by the pyrotechnics and the lightning fast precision of a musician who was playing this super fast song on one of this Big Band Bash videos. And this guy just, was he was playing my instrument, the alto saxophone. But I've never heard it sound like this before. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Jimmy Dorsey, one of America's most popular band leaders, one of the world's greatest saxophone players. Outstanding solo in the Dorsey repertoire is a melody composed by Jimmy himself. Few other musicians can successfully play it. The famous, difficult BB. said I want to learn how to do just that I want to learn how to do that I want to be able to know what to do and have the facility to do that and if that means I have to practice as much as Benny Goodman then so be it but after all that practicing you still want to watch a favorite TV show while you eat dinner right do your homework so, you know, Dr. Jazz has a lot of interests. So, at one point in time, I wanted to be a professional wrestler, a lawyer, and a private detective. I read all the Sherlock Holmes novels, you know. I love mystery. So, this is one of my favorite TV shows. Had a catchy theme. I love the TV show. Had a cute blonde in it, too. She wasn't half bad. Talking about Sybil Shepherd and a tough tough guy that every guy wanted to be like Bruce Willis yeah who knew that the theme song was by a jazz guy I just knew it was catchy
figure i had no idea i was being you know invaded in my brain and my ears by jazz on all sides but it was there now in order to wrap this thing up hopefully you've enjoyed some of these stories about how i got started in the jazz world and from my love of this music and from the generosity of my grandmother who after you hear a couple of these stories you will be convinced was a saint at least to me. God bless her. So, I was bitten so hard by the jazz bug and by the feeling that Louis Armstrong gave to me in my heart. I wanted to try to recreate that same kind of scene that I saw him in from the Glenn Miller story. So, there was this little like, um, it almost looked like a Christmas light sort of thing and it's a little metal base and it had like a red bulb a green bulb and a white bulb and I just took off the little top of it and just turned off the lights in my room and just let it would just alternate between a red a green and a white hue to just kind of illuminate the whole room so I can remember specifically that I would go to bed watching these lights change just like I was in that club at Connie's Inn from the Glenn Miller story and I would always play this Louis Armstrong tape. It was like a gold hits, golden hits or something like that. And it always started with this track and it was the most stirring, moving thing that I, I'd ever heard Louis do. It was more moving to me than Mac the Knife. It was more moving than Basin Street Blues. And that's why I still, to this day, I always close the show with St. James Infirmary. So this time, I'm just going to let you hear it in its entirety. So I'm just going to go ahead and sign off and say thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust.
I went down to St. James Infirmary Saw my baby there She was stretched out on a long white table So cold, so sweet, so fair Let her go, let her go God bless her Wherever she may be She can search this wide world over But she'll never find a sweet man like me <laughs> Bragging When I die, bury me in straight-laced shoes And a box-back suit, double-breasted Put a $20 gold piece on my watch chain Yeah, so the boys will know that I died standing back <laughs> 